0: Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a biweekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. Yuan, why don't you get us started for today?
1: Thanks, Peter. On August 4th, the Department of Labor's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, or OFCCP, issued a final rule to strengthen its employment non-discrimination pre-enforcement resolution procedures for contractors. Under this final rule, the OFCCP is no longer required to identify the exact theory of discrimination or meet strict evidentiary standards for showing discriminatory intent at the pre enforcement stage. The final rule also clarifies that the OFCCP will initiate a predetermination notice only after a rigorous review of preliminary findings of potential discrimination, and it further decreases the time for contractors to respond to predetermination notice from 30 days to 15 calendar days. Peter, back to you.
0: Next up, we're gonna do two quick regulatory updates. First, on August 3rd, the FAR Council issued a proposed rule to implement a requirement for federal agencies to procure sustainable products and services to the maximum extent practicable. The proposed rule would implement the requirements of Executive Order 14057 and the Council on Environmental Quality's instructions to require agencies to purchase, again, to the maximum extent practicable, and after meeting certain statutory mandates, sustainable products and services identified or recommended by EPA. Second, an update on CMMC, which we know is being closely watched by the contractor community. On July 24th, DOD submitted a draft proposed rule for certifying cybersecurity for defense contractors possessing sensitive unclassified information known as CMMC or the cybersecurity maturity model certification to OMB for review. This is part of the rulemaking process. So generally OMB has 90 days to review the draft rule before deciding whether to move forward with publication in the federal register. So like all of you, we'll be watching the CMMC piece carefully. Next up, uh, I'm going to turn it back to Yuan for an interesting court of federal claims decision.
1: Thanks, Peter. So there was a recent court of federal claims decision that provided a good reminder about the doctrine of unfair competitive advantage. Here's a quick summary. On July 6th, Coxsey denied CACI's challenge to the Army's decision to disqualify it from a procurement based on a conflict of interest due to its hiring of a former Army employee who managed the preceding contract. Now, prior to releasing the solicitation in October of 2022, The Army notified CACI that it had been excluded from the procurement due to, at a minimum, the appearance of an unfair competitive advantage gained through the hiring of this former Army employee who managed the contract and had access to the incumbent's proprietary information. The exclusion followed the Army's extensive investigation, during which CACI was provided multiple opportunities to respond to the allegations. Now, the protest was initially filed at GAO, which denied the protest. CACI then followed with filing a bid protest at Coffsey, contending that the Army's decision to exclude it from the competition was both procedurally and substantively flawed. Coffsey also denied the protest, finding that the Army conducted a thorough investigation and provided the contractor with ample opportunity to respond to the factual findings. Kofsi further explained that the Army's determination that there was At a minimum, an appearance of a conflict of interest was rational, as the former Army employee's involvement in the procurement had a, open quote, certain aroma that is hard to purify, end quote. And this was based in part on the former Army employee's admission that he recalled having access to that non-public, proprietary, and competitively useful information, and he then helped CACI with its bid strategy. Peter?
0: All right. One last item that is of interest. This is at a GSA. On August 2nd, GSA released a request for information seeking industry input on how GSA could lower costs for federal agencies that purchase software as a service or SaaS offerings through GSA information technology multiple awards schedule. Currently, in general, federal agencies pay SaaS vendors monthly in arrears rather than the more common commercial industry practice of paying in advance. GSA, therefore, is seeking to determine whether federal agencies could achieve increased cost savings by paying vendors up front, and also whether there are other discount structures, invoicing, or other methods, GSA should consider to explore ways that could reduce costs for SaaS solutions to the federal government. So obviously, there's an opportunity for interested vendors to respond to that RFI to help inform GSA's thinking. That is it for this edition. We'll close out. Thanks for joining us. This has been The Fastest 5 Minutes, brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks for joining.
1: The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.